and welcome to the first ever bonus episode of the Swift Legacy podcast. Today we are going to be talking about Taylor Swift releasing a new song for the motion picture Where the Crawdads Sing. Is it Crawdads? Am I pronouncing that completely ridiculously? No, it's a bird. I it's figured that. Crows, so... And I've read the, the Crows Sing. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that doesn't quite have the same ring to it. I, I read it out loud and I was like, is it supposed to be like Cradards? <laughs> Replace it with Ravens and I feel like that's almost darker. The Ravens. The Ravens, One Tree Hill. Yeah, I can't even remember the relevance of Cradards, the book. I read it a long time ago. I remember the ending. That's what I remember. Okay, so to preface this episode, Molly has read the book. I have not. I'm about to start it. Luckily, when this was announced, I... And between books, so I can just start this one. So I'm it worked out very well for me. So Molly, do you want to kind of tell us a bit about the backstory of the book or just a quick surmise about what the what the film is? Obviously, we will have watched the trailer, which gives a bit of a but yeah. Right. This is gonna take a lot of work from me because I don't remember fully. All I remember about this book is that it was really, really big in the first lockdown. And that's when I read it. And I read it. Why are you looking at me like that? That's all I remember about it. Oh, I thought you meant like it was a large book for a second. No, no, like like everyone was reading it. It was kind of big around the same time as um, Normal People Became Big. Yes. It was those two books that were really big. Which is funny because Conversations with Friends is obviously Joe's movie that's coming out in May. Does this one at least have quotation marks? This one has quotation marks. Thank God. Takes a while to get into it's set in, right, where is it set? It's America. I want to say, like, Deep South, USA, that kind of thing. And it essentially tells the story of this girl um, who lives on the marshes. She's living alone for the most part. You kind of watch her grow up. It tell, goes through her childhood, and then it kind of halfway twists to a murder mystery. So it starts as a kind of romance. And it's the relationship between her and this boy from the town that's near the marshes. And then it switches and he gets killed. His body is found. Ooh. The whole thing is the town trying to frame her for his murder. That sounds fun. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. So oh, no, I don't want to spoil it because you're really, <laughs> I won't spoil it. Okay. Um, so if any of you guys are going to be reading it before it comes out, maybe we should do like a little book club thing. We could have a few people on and we could talk about the book. That's actually quite a good idea. Can we do that for Conversations with Friends as well? Or will you not I'm not it? reading Conversations with Friends with all due respect to anybody who is a fan of that style of writing. I want my quotation marks. I don't like the lack of quotation marks either, but you get so invested in her characters that I can overlook the lack of quotation marks. That good, really? It is good. It's really good. It makes me want to go to Northern Ireland. The first thing that came into my mind when I saw the announcement about this film. First of all, I need to like, I need to give you a bit of background. The last book I read is Daisy Jones and the Six, which is by Taylor Jenkins Reid, who wrote The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. So I, I have been, this book. stop it. Stop it. I, saw it. I saw it on my bookshelf today and I was like, I've really got to read that. <laughs> I bought you it. Yes, you have to read it. Okay, so the actress in Where the Crawdads Sing has also been in Fresh, which is a horror film that's just come out on Disney. 
And that has been all over my For You page on TikTok. And I keep seeing people talking about Daisy Jones. And I'm like, oh my God, is that like the, the character from the Taylor Jenkins read book? Anyway, my point is Taylor working on a film with Daisy Edgar Jones, therefore connects her to the seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo universe. And I'm dying on that hill. No. I'm still saying yes. I don't care. That's a terrible connection. And Read I, the book, become obsessed with it, and understand me, please. I just, I just don't think I will become obsessed with it because I don't become obsessed with books unless I'm 11 years old and it's We Were Liars. Oh my God, I based my personality on that for a while. <laughs> I've never been so shook at a book in my life. That and Gone Girl, Gone Girl got me. Ah, oh, you need. This to is just well. turning into like a book club, but no, We Were Liars was mad. We Were Liars was honestly in its league of its own. In a league of its own, I wouldn't say it was good. No, it wasn't. No, it, it wasn't, wasn't good at all. I don't think but it was just again, insane. Eleven-year-old me was completely and utterly shook by that book. This has changed into the Swift Legacy Bud but but Bud Club Book Club. We should do that, like Maisie, Pe- Maisie Peters Book Club, but like we, own. except we're not famous. I was going to say I'm not sure we're big enough. <laughs> okay, so. Let's talk about what we think this song is. Obviously, we heard a clip of the song in the trailer and we have the lyrics written down. You didn't see me here. You didn't see me. They never did see me here. There are places I will never go to. Things that only Carolina will ever know. I think so that's all we have. I want to say that the... The, the thing is set in Carolina, but I honestly, it was years ago. I cannot remember this book. It would make sense for it to be set in Carolina. I can't the name of the Her name is Kaya in the book. And I don't think her mum was called Carolina. Her mum's irrelevant. So anyway, you cut that out. No, I think it must be set in Carolina. I mean, as a detective, I think that's incredible work. I, well, her, her name's not Carolina, so we've that's we've solved that problem. Right, let's say it's set in Carolina. Okay. So as a song, from what I heard in the trailer, I'm going to say it's safe and sound with more eyeliner. Mm, my head is beautiful ghosts. <gasps> I see it. I do see that. It's like beautiful ghosts meet safe and sound. I see that. I can I can see it with like a safe and sound aesthetic yeah, music absolutely. video. Like a bit darker than safe and sound because safe and sound is quite light. But it's like it's the dark, seedy underbelly of safe and sound. Mm-hmm. It's like it it sounds dark. It's unlike anything I think we've heard from her before. And it's not something that you I don't think we'd hear anything like this on an album like just from what we've heard yeah very oh, much yeah. so I mean when she does things for motion I was gonna say motion pictures but that makes me sound dumb um <laughs> when she does think like film soundtracks like sweeter than fiction um crazier to an extent yeah. but um today was a fairy tale they are very much standalone projects that don't fit with the theme of any album yeah absolutely agree which I I know it kind of sounds contradictory seeing as she put today was a fairy tale on fearless but I stand by the fact that it's its own project 
I, I think they're their own projects, but I do think for the most part you can fit them on an album. Like Crazier, I know Crazier is the exception because Crazy was wasn't written for the Hannah Montana movie. It was a song that she had in her kind of back catalogue, but it was appropriate for the movie, so they used it for that. But Today Was a Fairy Tale, I think, fits quite nicely on Fearless. I think Fate yeah. and Found, and even Eyes Open to an extent, could go on Red. Sweeter Than Fiction is very much could go on 1989. They don't, yeah. they never quite fit as well as the songs that are made for that album do. That's true, but they kind of, they have the same vein. Yeah. And similarly, I can see how this song might fit in the kind of folklore Evermore. I was going to say Evermore, potentially. I mean, I know we've only heard a tiny bit of it, but it does. When I was listening to the vocals, I could, the only thing I thought of was Nobody, No Crime. Yep. And I know like it's, melodically very different but the tone of her voice nobody no crying crossed with beautiful ghosts that's my final <gasps> I see that mm-hmm. yeah okay if you guys listening could marry two Taylor songs together to guess what this song is going to be like what are they let us know messages on Instagram okay so it's produced by Aaron Desner so again, very much probably Evermore vibes, but it's a solo right, and that is something I am so excited about. Whenever she does a solo right, I'm just happy. Ah, uh, no, slightly unpopular opinion, possibly too unpopular. I love Aaron. I love Aaron. I love this work on folklore and Evermore. I. And this doesn't necessarily relate to this song because it's a new song. I'm not the keenest on his production of some of the older songs, like the Fearless. Unlike the Vault, like the old albums. No, I agree with that. I think that him and Taylor work very well on new music together because what they're creating is new and it's supposed to be what it is. However, maybe his work on older things. And he is quite possibly... My favourite producer that she's ever worked with. So that's not a, a really, slip. yeah. Him or Nathan Chapman, but Nathan Chapman just for the nostalgia of it all. Yeah, I would I would go Nathan Chapman, but but I know. do feel like it's got to be really really hard. This is so off topic. It's got to be really really hard as a producer to come in and produce a song that's already been produced. True. Yeah. And you're essentially trying to replicate it, replicate it, but you are a different producer, and so you can't really inject your own style into it you're very boxed in on what you can and can't do definitely I do feel I I know she couldn't get Nathan Jackman back but I wish she had anyway okay so have you seen the theory that Taylor makes a cameo in this film no and I cannot see what character she she should have to be sat in the background somewhere yeah well there is a screenshot that I've seen from the promo trailer which is of the jewelry and there is a blonde woman and they've zoomed in on that and they're like that is Taylor Swift and I don't know I I feel I like I think it would be too cringe I don't think she's opposed to a film role now and then I mean we saw the we saw the disaster that was Cats Cats was not a disaster Cats was iconic Cats was culturally an interesting time that's all I'm going to say about cats. Um, but obviously, Valentine's Day, she was in The Giver. Mm-hmm. I keep forgetting that exists. Yeah, I haven't seen The Giver. 
You haven't? Hey. No, she only has like a really tiny part in that, but I'm seeing if I can find the, the picture that I saw. Yeah. I just think, think I think if she was to take on any, or if she is, I think she picks her projects very deliberately these days. That's true. And so I think, I don't think she'd do a cameo for the sake of doing a cameo so that people would watch it and be like, oh, look, that's Taylor Swift. I think she'd mm-hmm. do an acting role if someone approached her and said, we think you'd be really good for this role. Rather yeah, than I can see in this movie because you're Taylor Swift and it's going to get us publicity. Mm, I just can't see that. doing it for doing a cameo for cameo's sake. I think um well she auditioned for <coughs> Late Miz, didn't she? Oh my god, don't bring that back. Yeah. <laughs> Was it Eponine? Yeah. Yeah. I just don't think I still haven't was. watched Late Miz, but the idea oh. of Taylor in that just no. who actually I mean, got Eponine? Was that Anne Hathaway? No, Anne Hathaway was um Fantine. Or Fontaine, Fantine, I never know how to pronounce it. Um, and you I mean, had, I haven't Atlanta, it, it had so. such a good cast, but it just was kind of flopped. Um, kind of flopped, it didn't. It's, I mean, it didn't, but the singing in it isn't great. And I think a lot of uh, people were like, why did they not just use Broadway before? Yeah, that makes you sense. Can obviously belt those songs like no one else, like, and I think like with like their lady, there's, the, there's the, the same. Mm, there's the same issue with Wicked at the moment with everyone saying Wicked's going to be turning yeah. into the film. And people are like, let's have Ariana Grande as um, Elphaba because there's a video of her singing The Wizard and I, I think, from ages ago. Mm. And everyone else is like, let's not. <laughs> let's not. <laughs> but no. Okay, slight bit of controversy just to finish off. It's not really controversy. Um, but something I noticed... Do you know who else has a song called Carolina? Ah, oh, Harry Styles. That is such true. a good song. It's one now, of my favorite of his. I, I, I love that song. I have it downloaded. But if we were different people, if we were the conspiracy theorists of the fandom, would we say this is an Easter egg? Is this a HSTS collab that's going to come out on 1989? Bro. As, much, as much as I'd love that to happen. It's never gonna happen. It's never gonna happen, like ever. I did go through a phase when I was like thirteen, being convinced. No, I must have been fucking hell. I must have been thirteen, fourteen, where I was convinced that Harry and Taylor were still together and in some kind of secret relationship. No, bro. No. <laughs> I, know. I know. Is it me? Am I the drama? Clearly, yes. no. It's not an Easter egg. No. Song no. names are not. You can't gatekeep a song name and they're not Easter eggs. I mean, I'm going to be honest, Taylor tries to gatekeep song names when she copyrights things. Oh, yeah, she does. Unpopular opinion. Yeah, fair point. I was going to say, finally, just to add, I looked up when Sweeter Than Fiction came out in relation to the One Chance film just to kind of get an idea as to when we can possibly expect this. And that was four days before the film was released. I think this is coming sooner from her Instagram caption. Do you? Yeah. How you'll soon get to hear it think? soon. Or you'll hear it very soon. But I mean, how soon is soon? I hate the word soon. The soon is like... Out, the film comes out in July, so I feel like soon is closer to now than... Would you say April? 
May. I feel like it can't be too ahead of the film because it has to big up the film. I would say June at the earliest. I'd say early May. Really? Yeah. All right, we've got our bets in. Whoever wins buys the other a coffee. Sure. What if it comes out (laughs) mid-May? Then we we buy each other coffees and no one's better or worse off. Perfect. Genius. Oh my God, I've just seen someone saying, because she wrote Carolina alone, is this a hint? hint, (laughs) Is this a hint for Speak Now TV? No, it's not. It's a song. It's not an Easter egg. It's a song. It's not that deep. (laughs) Uh, The only thing I was going to add to this entire conversation is, how do we feel about this being a shot at her getting that Oscar for... (gasps) Oh, dude. I'm convinced. Really? She's going for her ego. She's going for what? I mean, I heard of it. Hey. Grammy, Oscar, Tony. <laughs> no, genuine. Amy, Amy, it's a genuine thing. Google it. No, yeah, no, it, it rings the bell now. But do you think she's going to be able to get a Tony? I honestly would not put past her writing. I mean, a she's Taylor Swift. She can do anything. But I would not put it past her writing a musical. She's got an Emmy now. Bloody hell, that's true. Yeah, so she's got her Emmy. She's obviously got many a Grammy. Well, you look at someone like Sarah Bareilles or Alanis Morissette. Mm-hmm. Is it Morissette or Morissetti? <laughs> Alanis Morissette. I thought it was, but then you looked to be funny. So I was like, hey, some of these things never funny. sell out loud. But you look at them. I mean, Sarah did Waitress. True. But Jagged Little Pill. Oh, yeah, they made that into a, um... a musical. Musical. And there's the, um, oh shit, who's the other one who's done one recently? Carol, uh, Carol King. Carol King. Knew That's it. True. Yeah. But no, I think she could do it. And I saw someone say, and it would be iconic that Joe could possibly go for it as well because he's got his Grammy now and that would easily be the hardest one for him to get. Oh, let's not make it into a relationship issue. You I'm just not know about Kayla being in a relationship with a man. <laughs> shots fired and on that note thank you for listening to this bonus episode of the swift legacy podcast we will be back on friday with our regular scheduled programming Bye. <laughs> i'm not wrong wrong you're not wrong <laughs>